Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We discuss five questions in about 10 minutes, and I'm very excited to welcome our guest today. This is Aaron Ogden. He is the founder and CEO of the Adventure Perspective, which is a company here in Salt Lake City, Utah. So Aaron, thank you so much for joining me today. What would you like the audience to know about the Adventure Perspective? Thank you, Sean. Um, so really, I love, I really have probably one of the best jobs in life ever, you know, because I get to prepare, or I get to provide a service that engages people to participate in what I call bucket list events or something that is meaningful and gives you a purpose for wanting to improve your health. And that way you can actually increase your impact on life without good health or really health is a reflection of how much impact you're going to be able to have in your communities and your teams. And so I work with uh, in helping people improve their health overall in a very fun way. I love it. You and I have had a chance to talk a few times uh, over the months. And so I, I know your business pretty well, and it's a fantastic model. So Thank I you. certainly will encourage everybody to, to get in contact with Aaron. And we'll talk more about that towards the end of the episode. But uh, great business model. I love what you do. All right. Well, let's go, go ahead and get started with our questions. The first question um, Aaron, if you would share a time when you had a conflict or maybe a disagreement with a coworker or a colleague or someone on your team and how you resolved it. Yeah. So I'm an interesting personality. I'm definitely headstrong. I'm a red, I'm a dominant personality. And so I have a tendency sometimes to be uh, a little forward. I can be a little offensive at times and just I don't call myself a rule breaker, but I'm a rule bender because I'm always looking for innovative ways to make things more efficient or more productive. And so there's been uh, a couple of times in my workplace environment uh, that as I work with people, I'm bending rules to figure out if this is a more efficient way. And I have developed conflict between other people who are saying, hey, you're breaking the rules. You're, you're not doing what's been instructed to us by our manager or our boss. And so really the, the main way that I have pleaded my case and tried to resolve these is first of all, is let them see that I'm not trying to break something that offends them, but first it's more of how can we, how can we build, right? Humans naturally want to build and grow and what's the best way in doing it. And that's what I'm trying to do. And I want them to be a part of it. So it's first thing is really communicating and saying, look, I'm not trying to be uh, against or offensive to you and, and being more compassionate, empathetic to them. It's more of, Hey, let's grow together. And let me show you what I've found from this research or this way of doing it. And that's how I have in the past, at least in this situation where I was able to sit down, communicate with the team, say, look, I'm on board, but let you see how I'm on board from my side. And then we had to discuss and say, all right, what's the appropriate way to go forward from here. That's a fantastic approach. Very well done. Communication is always critical. Is that not just how important it is so. that we just communicate with each other and explain perspectives and that will go a long way. Love that. And one thing too that I found too that is important about communication is that there are different environments. But for me, where I found most uh, the best way to influence good outcomes from uh, conflict is one-on-one, -on -one, right? We want to text and we want to email where you can't have um, really, you can only text and inf send information that's factual and can't be emotionally based when humans are emotionally based, especially in conflict. And so I think it's really important that if you're going to resolve conflict or be a leader, that you have to have face-to-face one-on-one contact. Agreed. Completely agreed. Fantastic. All right. Question number two. Now, Aaron, I'm sure you've heard the phrase that employees don't leave jobs, they leave managers. 
What's one suggestion that you have for a leader to help them retain their employees and their talent a little bit longer than they might otherwise? Yeah, so I have a funny story for that. So I sat in a staff meeting once and we had this, uh, our, we had our manager get up there and give his little hoorah meeting saying, hey, here's the things that need to change. Here's the things that need to happen to go forward as a team. And I, and I remember he got up and kind of in quote said, all right, everybody, it's time to get on the bus. And he was implying, he was saying, hey, we haven't been a very good team lately. So let's all get on the same bus. Let's all adapt these new mandates and, uh, and provisions and let's get together and work together as a team. But what happened, the bus didn't move meaning the manager didn't do anything to help any of the things that we talked about to move forward. It was like a hoorah session saying, this is what we need to do. In fact, I said, it was almost like God telling us, here's the 10 commandments. And now we're supposed to expect it to go do them without anybody teaching us and mentoring us. If you're going to be a good leader and you're going to give rules and mandates and directions, you're going to have to show people how to do it. And that's the thing about a leader. A leader is a coach. Leader is a mentor. It's not a commander. Um, and so I think the best advice that if you're going to be a really good manager or leader is you got to learn to look within yourself, how you're going to lead and then use your strengths to lead and then help have other help people help you where you're not strong and leading the group and the team. Love those comments. And you're absolutely right. Less about commanding and more about coaching. And that is such a critical skill. And I loved what you said about not just giving the mandates, but also helping people understand the why behind it and how to do it. Great comments. Great comments. All right. Well, question number three, how can leaders help build resilience in a team? So, you know, here's one thing that I think that's difficult for everybody is that resilience is something that takes practice. And so when it takes practice, that means we're thrown into the refiner's fire of experience right away. And sometimes we don't know how to respond to situations and tasks and difficulties. And so I think the number one thing that people can do is build their character and they have to learn the processes and skills to be resilient. And that's for you personally as a leader. And that's also for your team because we're a family, right? When you work in a work environment, Everybody comes from different backgrounds, different perspectives, different beliefs and values. And so now we're trying to mesh this all together in an environment that people aren't going to agree. But that doesn't mean you can't be successful. That doesn't mean you can't experience joy. And so that's where really resilience and a department is a reflection of their leadership. If they're not able to maintain and retain employees and clients and staff, to me, that's, that's something that they need to look at and say, hey, what's going on with us first? before actually pointing the fingers at the employees and making sure that they understand the processes and skills for resilience and keeping team members on board. Love it. That is great comment. Great comments all the way around. All right. Well, question number four, is there someone that you'd like to recognize that has made an impact in your life or in your development as a leader? You know, when I saw this question, I really thought about it a lot because I, I have so many great people in my life and I actually couldn't narrow it down just to say, this is one person because I have people that I would say it's, it's the genuine people in my life that really are into the vulnerable parts of my life that make an impact. We have so many people in our life that kind of try to penetrate, you know, what we allow to be a part of friendships. But really the deep, meaningful friendships are the ones that 
really make changes in our life. And I just, I, I develop, I'm developing this relationship with this person right now. And he said something that just was super profound. He's like, you know, we're sitting in this networking environment and would you go and visit if, if, or if they lost a family member, would you go and support them at their funeral? And I was shaking my head, you know, at this point I wouldn't because I don't know this person very well, but he's like, that's the kind of relationships that we want to build in our life. Because those are the kinds of people that will have an impact on us and will have an impact on them. So the people that are really making an impact on my life are those who are really in my close influence of friends. And we get to have these intimate discussions about our character. We get to have intimate discussions about our weaknesses and our strengths and how we can improve and how we can help others improve. And so um, that, that's, that's where I've really found the greatest growth from people. Oh, that's great. I really like that. And you're right. It's a tough question because it is very difficult to narrow it down to one person. And ironically, that's part of the reason why I ask is to see if, if, if guests can. But I appreciate your answer because there are so many people that are involved in our lives and all those relationships. And I really like how you describe that. And I appreciate you sharing with the audience there are always going to be a lot of people that influence our lives that help make an impact. So that's great. All right, Aaron, our last question. Tell us a little bit about your first job. Oh, man, I was easy. I was just a cook at Sizzler. You know, I was 16 years old. I had gotten a new car and I needed a job. So I didn't even know what I wanted to do at life at that point. So I was just, oh, there's a Sizzler down the road. Let's go apply and see if I can get a job. And I got it. And Wham, bam, boom. You know, that was 30, what, 40 years down the road. So <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Well, I love how there's all these different uh, first jobs that people experience. So thanks for sharing. All right. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How can people you. find you? Yeah, the easiest way is really just go to my website. I have the ability to reach out to me there. It's theadventureperspective.com. Um, or you can reach out to me on my email, daogden at gmail.com. Either one is good. All right. Fantastic. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, go to teamengagementpodcast.com. And we also invite you to subscribe or follow the podcast, whether it's the audio or the video version, either way. Thank you so much for joining us and have a great day.